0: Listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Ernie and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on Thursday mornings around eight o'clock. We always love having the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, on the show. Chris, how are you doing this morning, bud?
2: Doing great. How about them Tigers?
1: Yes. Well, let's dive right into that. Uh, What do you make of that game last night against the Cajuns? You knew there would be a little spice to it, and it certainly delivered on several different fronts. Uh, Your biggest takeaway from last night's win?
2: Well, first of all, as opposed to maybe a media member who's up there in the northern part of the state, I felt last night was just desserts, LSU came into the matchup, the NIT decides where teams play and who is seated. And, you know, we live in a world where, unfortunately, college basketball is a sport and they don't put on tournaments to lose money. So, you know, you can complain about the seating and that basketball is driven by money and who's going to sell the most tickets and where the biggest draw is and where television is going to be. That's just the world we live in. You may not like it, but that's tough. Um, And so, For LSU to have to sit all week and listen to a bunch of garbage that had nothing to do with the basketball game, Um, you know things that were in the past that had nothing to do with Will Wade, his staff, and this team in 2017-18. I thought it was just desserts Um, and good for LSU. You know they were quiet all week. They talked about the matchup. The other team wanted to talk about everything under the moon. They came in, they got beat. Coach Will Wade calls the timeout. People take umbrage with that. I don't. He's uh, standing up for his guys. He's standing up for his program. He's standing up for his university, who really took some just kind of Bush League attacks in the media, to be honest with you. So, Mm -hmm. to me, I sum it up with just desserts. It was an awesome win, good for Will Wade, good for the Tigers, and LSU's moving on.
1: Knowing Will Wade like you do, are you surprised at his post-game comments and, of course, his reaction to what was said earlier in the week?
2: No, because when the comments came out on Monday – over in Lafayette, talking about RPI, you know, everybody that knew anything about SEC scheduling knew that LSU couldn't schedule Louisiana Lafayette. The SEC, a couple of years ago, to improve basketball, which, by the way, they have a record setting eight teams in the NCAA, part of that was teams had to have a certain RPI over a three year rolling average. And Lafayette doesn't have it. That's why Will Wade currently right now couldn't schedule him if he wanted to because he'd get a call from the SEC office. Um, so, no, didn't surprise me at all. And it didn't surprise me um, basically what I know about Will Wade is, hey, let's go play the game. Let's go do what we do. Um, that'll send the message good enough. And I think it did.
1: Curious, uh, what reference did you use uh, the majority of your call when uh, calling the game last night when uh, talking about the Cajuns?
2: Uh, Louisiana Lafayette. It's the name of their school. I mean, I used to get it from them when I was at Georgia Southern. We had to play them in the Sun Belt. I would get emails, uh, you know, telling me, call us this, call us that. You know, I'd just Google up University of Louisiana Lafayette, and guess what? That's the name of the school. So I would reply and say, hey, when the name of the school changes, I'll call you the name that you've changed. I mean, you've changed four times. When you change it again, I'll call you whatever you called then. But right now it's the University of Louisiana at Lafayette.
1: Chris, for this program, and they're making building blocks and laying this foundation, what can a deep run in the NIT do for Will Wade's team?
2: No, it's huge. I mean, you're talking about a team that, you know, you and I, we, we all talked about it for the last couple of weeks. This is a team that, you know, after last season and the preseason and offseason, if you change your roster, basically turn it upside down, you know, the thought was, wow, if we can be competitive in most SEC games, if we can win most of our non-conference games, you know, maybe come close to a winning record, maybe 500, wow, that'll be a step in the right direction. Well, you got a winning season. You had some big wins in SEC play against two teams that we swept that are in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you had some exciting games. You were short-handed. You to nine scholarship players due to certain circumstances. Um, but the guys that, that are playing on this team, should they never play again for LSU, the foundation that they set moving forward, uh, it's a huge step. And every chance – you know, that's what I love about Coach Wade. When I asked this week about what it means to be in the NIT, he said, hey, it means we've made some improvement. But more importantly, it gives us time to practice some more uh, and build on things not only for the NIT this year but for things moving forward uh, for next year, for some of the guys that are going to return and some of the guys we are going to rely on to, to give us big minutes. So, um, you know, that's that to me is what this represents. Uh, some people have said, well, at the NIT, you know, why is everybody so excited about it? Well, you know, to take some words from UL Lafayette's coach, they haven't been very good for a while. So to take this step forward, I don't see that as a disparaging comment. That's kind of uh, what we're celebrating here.
3: Chris, I'm curious what your partner thought of last night. Uh, you're sitting next to John Brady. Uh, we'll wait, calls timeout with 12 seconds left. Emotions ball over. What was her, his reaction to all of that?
2: Well, I think Coach Brady said from the get go, really, even before tip off, it was really hard to understand what the motivation was for making the comments and kind of building it up. Now, if you were trying to get an NIT first round game hyped up, well, success check the box. I mean, thumbs up. You got that done. Uh, It had to be one of the more uh, closely watched, and then following the game, maybe had more uh, uh, internet and social media buzz, and maybe (laughs) some of the the games coming up today. Um, So, you know, kudos to that. I think Coach Brady, you know, he said it many, many times. Let the players play. You know, there's really no reason to to add that kind of pressure and spotlight and put your team in a tough light like that. Um, You know, Coach and uh, you know, let the guys go out and play. But, you know, Coach Buddy also very tongue-in-cheek said, I can, I can see how the coach could get riled up, and I know that's uh, his way of saying he's probably had his moments as well.
1: So the Cajuns tried, and it's safe to say uh, there will not be a, a rematch or another matchup of this uh, style coming up, because you mentioned, of course, scheduling, and, of course, now what's taking place between Marlon and Wade. There will not be another ULLL versus LSU game anytime soon, correct, Chris?
2: Well, I think there would be any time soon. I think Coach Will Wade would love to play him any time. In fact, he told me he'd play him in Siberia every year if they wanted to. The problem is they got to figure out a way to get that RBI up. So, um, hey, would it be great for the fan bases? Would it be a great non-conference game? I, I'm in full agreement there. Um, but, again, as I said, you know, those comments kind of hit me Monday. I was watching the press conference, and I remember looking to people in our office saying, I don't understand the motivation. I can understand being upset with the NIT. You know, you got 27 wins. You won your conference for the first time in eight years as a head coach. You've won the tournament in the Sun Belt just one time in your eight years. So this may be your best team ever. Uh, and you're not getting into the NCAA because you didn't win in your, uh, your conference tournament. The Sun Belt's a one-bid league. Um, and I can understand being upset with the NIT. I just didn't understand how that helped the team by <laughs> berating LSU and, and basically claiming LSU had set up this game. Um, but, yeah, I think it'd be great. But, uh, again, that RPI has got to get better before it happens.
1: All right, making the crossover to baseball. Uh, the Tigers uh, open up a conference play this weekend versus Missouri. What are you anticipating in this three game showdown?
2: Well, I think it's going to be important. Missouri's a much improved team. Their Friday night starters uh, are very good and a veteran pitcher. And, you know, those always are, 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 you know, two a combination that should concern you if you're LSU. I was really proud, you know, as. As all the excitement, uh, fans getting into the game and officials trying to keep everybody calm and security keeping everybody calm at the Merriman Center last night, I still had my close eye on the matchup over at the box because I felt like the tune-up against South Alabama, a very good ball club, um, would kind of give you an indication of where the Tigers were headed into this uh, opening SEC series because, boy, Missouri's one of those teams that's improved. Kentucky, you know, continuing where they left off last year, Auburn at the top, you know, winning game after game after game. I mean, you've got your traditional powers for it of course over in the east. But I mean there's a lot. I mean, I don't know the this year may not be the best top to bottom in a couple of years for the SEC. So every single game's gonna be magnified and you get the first three games to kind of get your leg up in the conference race at home. Missouri's not a pushover, but you know, again, L S. U. last night uh, handling a pretty good South Alabama team. What stood out to me is AJ Labus gets his first win. He goes in against the South Alabama Jaguars, who make their living getting walks, men on base, and timely hitting. That's their recipe. Uh, he goes six innings, strikes out fives, walks nobody, uh, and you know through six shutout innings. So that that was good. And then of course the bats. You know one of the things Coach Manero said the last couple of weeks at the start of the season is. LSU either comes out slow and has to play from behind, or they get a couple of early runs, but then they go away for three, four, five, six innings uh, offensively. Back-to-back games now, including the 14-1 win over Hawaii, and including last night, they were able to spread some hits over innings, able to score runs when the opportunities arose. And To me, that's a good sign, uh, regardless of who you're playing, but obviously uh, builds confidence for the lineup, builds confidence in that pitching staff, is they take on a pretty good Missouri Tiger team. This is not uh, your daddy's Missouri. Uh, this, is, this is a pretty good ball club coming inside of this weekend.
1: All right, Chris, we'll be listening. Of course, you're going to have a great call, uh, I guess depending on basketball also in that schedule. Hey, we always get you involved in our nonsense on a Top Ten Thursday. To do, today we're doing the best play-by-play announcers of all time. I had a Vin at number one, Gus Johnson at number two, taking a lot of heat for that. Who's your number one?
2: Uh, but I do love being a part of nonsense. I mean, obviously, yeah. look what took place this week. Um, <laughs>
4: uh,
2: let me let me say this. I'm going to do I'm going to do two categories. I'm going to do radio and television. And with radio, I'm going to go one A. Kaywood a longtime voice of the Kentucky Wildcats. You probably heard me mention his name before. Uh, I'm going to go one B with Woody Durham, who was a hero of mine. Even though I was taught to hate North Carolina as a kid. Uh, you couldn't help but love Woody Durham. And unfortunately, he passed away last week. Um, but he was a legend. So I'm going to go 1A, 1B, Kaywood Leopard, Woody Durham. And I got to be honest with you, for TV, nobody does it like Brad Nestler. I think Brad Nestler, and I've been a Brad Nestler fan well before he took over the SEC Saturday game. Uh, I've been a fan of his since meeting him at a basketball game when Georgia Southern played Duke in 2007. Um, and I just think he's one of the best. If he's calling anything, I will stop, turn the TV on, and and turn it up. I think he's as smooth as silk.
1: Mm. Good stuff. Thanks for playing along with our nonsense, Chris Blair. Have a great weekend, bud.
2: All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Best of luck to Coach Manan and the Tigers. Be heading to Utah on Saturday for a Monday matchup, and hope we Will wake and keep Good it going. going and go go Tigers.
1: Tigers. You bet. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Good stuff. You could tell. He was a little fired up. He this was morning.
3: very fired up. I don't think he liked a certain column <laughs> that uh, surfaced this morning. But uh, by the way, I, I forgot about Brad Nessler. Yeah. Our list. This list was stupid yeah. to take on. This yeah. this was a dump. Well, I thought you
1: would do your research better and you would handle it better, and, and and knew that I would come in here not prepared this morning. Well, you know, and you would carry I got sick. Okay, yeah, you got to suck it up, man. I,
3: well, I did my research, but
1: uh, and then Tabor points out no Howard Cosell. No Jim McKay.
3: Yeah, but my whole point was this was this was a topic that we just couldn't do it justice. Yeah, I mean, right. no matter what, no yeah. matter who we had in the top
1: ten, somebody's getting left out. All right, James tell thing. us. Who's number one? Who's number two on your list? Uh, number
3: one would be Keith Jackson. Yeah. Because okay. he did so much more than just college football, especially early in his career. Mm-hmm. And two?
5: Two... Man, I'd probably have to go Cosell.
3: Mm-hmm. So not Gus Johnson. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> no, I, th- I think Gus. Gus is an honorable mention. Yeah. I just, I kind of agree with him. He, he's got, he's great for the last thirty seconds, but you know, I, I need the first thirty-nine thirty.
1: <laughs> I probably got caught up in the moment a little bit, like Gus does sometimes. <laughs> Good God. Overrated him. Uh, Nick will join us at 8 30. He's not a huge fan of Gus, so he's he'll not. pile on. So,
3: Well, that'll be fun.
1: Uh, I am a fan of what Will Wade said last night. We need to revisit those quotes and replay them coming up next as he takes some major shots at the Raging Cages. Morning
6: drive back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors. Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king.
4: It's your lucky week at McKinney Hottest 33rd Annual Spring Open House. Here's Richie McKinney.
5: Spring is the perfect time to buy a Honda ATV or side-by-side. We're offering huge savings this week on everything at our spring open house. Save $1,000 on all 2017 Honda 700 and 1,000 Pioneer side-by-sides. Our open house also offers savings on that four-wheeler you've been wanting. Save $1,000 on a 2017 Honda Rancher, Foreman, and Rubicon. Register all week to win a zero-turn mower. We'll have a giveaway this Saturday, St. Patrick's Day, along with free food, refreshments, and live
4: music. You're in luck to save some green with our spring open house event this week at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. Honda recommends a 420 Rancher Pioneer side-by-side for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course. For your safety, read owner's manual, wear a helmet, and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed.
7: I am Jessica LaDue, member and employee for Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washtenaw Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washtenaw Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln,
1: Local Sports Talk is on the air.
8: On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
1: All right, Jake, let's revisit uh, the top subject and the, the talking point today being uh, the comments, of course, following LSU's win versus the Raging Cajuns last night. Uh, for majority of the week, uh, Will Wade took the high road, correct? After a uh, bail. Bob Marlin uh, took some shots at LSU basketball and their history over the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, he remained mum. He did not choose to talk about any of Marlon's comments until after the game.
1: And Marlon in his comments, and of course we played him a couple times uh, this past week, uh, just referencing uh, RPI. They're a number, what, six seed that was forced to go on the road and take on LSU. The Tigers got a two seed. He mentioned it. Uh, He mentioned, of course, uh, the RPI. He mentioned that they have a better gymnasium or better arena than LSU's gym. Uh, What other knocks did he have? Oh, the fact that uh, they were an SEC school that finished ninth in the league. He didn't know how motivated most SEC schools that finish tied for ninth in the league are in these postseason tournaments. But he said LSU would be fired up because they're playing the Cajuns.
3: And also hinted that LSU was scared to play them. And so he didn't actually use the word scared either, but no, it, there were some, some comments that he made that pretty much it was saying it without saying. Yeah. It. Um, but so Will Wade, he did not. Um, he, one of his one of his comments after the game was, "We're not about that talk. We're about that action." And you could see that Wade waited until the game. It's not like Wade. It's not like Wade faked and played nice, you know, during the game, and then after the game you know behind closed doors then went off no he made this a rivalry from the get go like he was playing it up he called timeouts he shouted at at Marlin he he made sure that Marlin knew in in the heat of the battle that he was not happy with what Marlon said
1: how did they play it up during the uh, tv coverage last night they kept downplaying it uh.
3: i don't know why they they kept kind of downplaying it and in fact they were I don't know if they. I think they missed a lot because hmm. I don't think they saw Wade shout at Marlin because they were kind of. They were really getting on Marlin more than Wade, and I'm looking at Twitter and seeing the beat writer say, "Well, Wade started it, instigated it, basically, and uh, by yelling at him." And the TV announcers were just kind of skimming over that part. So I don't know. I think I think they were. A little oblivious to, to a lot of it. So what do
1: we make of, of course, the timeout with 12 seconds remaining to rub it in just a little bit more into the cages?
3: Yeah, so I think that was surely, you know, on purpose to try to drag it out, try to drag out the slow death and let, you know, it was a, it was a shot to, to Bob Marlin. It was a statement saying, hey, don't call us out. You call us out. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was not well received by Bob marlin now ron here this is something we haven't talked about yet ron from west monroe says who called waters an overrated midget yeah. now this in addition to marlin's on the record comments there was some talk that he called tremont waters an overrated midget in the build-up to the game now this is not on record tiger rag reported that it was just chatter about it and, of course, Treymont Waters heard about it and had this to say after the game. He said, referencing Marlin, he said I was an overrated midget. That's what I heard, but I have nothing to say uh, back to them. I'm cool. I'm human. I know words can't really hurt me. For him to call me that, have fun driving back to wherever you came from. Mm. Pretty good.
1: And then, of course, the comments from Marlin uh, this past week, and then they, those, uh, the audio clip was played over and over, correct, inside the, uh, it was on a loop.
3: Yeah. yeah, they played it on a loop inside the basketball facility.
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to play a clip here from uh, Will Wade in his postgame comments. This part of it is not included. Uh, when he was asked about the, the timeout at the end, Wade's response, "Well, since they don't get to play us very often, I thought they should sit there and enjoy the opportunity to play us. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Here's Wade. Then at the podium, without a script, Literally rattling off a lot of different numbers involving LSU and ULLL programs.
9: Well, let me, let, let me explain this to you. There's this thing called the NCAA nitty gritty sheet, all right? Their, yeah, their RPI is higher than ours, all right? They also played the 213th strength of schedule. We had the 54th rated strength of schedule. You say, oh, well, we play in the SEC. So the SEC stacks that up. We had 122nd strength of schedule out of conference. They had 172nd strength of schedule out of conference. All right? We have, we have nine quadrant one and two wins. They have one. Twenty-four of their 25 wins, 24 of their 25 wins were against quadrants three and four, including an 18-point loss at Ole Miss, who came in last place in our league. All right? Now, I know they like to talk about their 27 wins in the RPI, but the RPI doesn't factor in, and they're big on beating all the Louisiana schools. Unfortunately for the RPI, you can't count your wins over Louisiana College and Xavier of New Orleans. It's not the way it works. And so, we have a better RPI. I mean, they have a better RPI, yes, but you have to look at the sheet. If you look at the teams that got in the NCAA tournament, it's the teams that beat other tournament teams. We went seven and seven against NCAA tournament teams. I was surprised it wasn't a 2-7 game and not a 3-6 game. I was a little disappointed. I thought it would be a 2-7 type matchup instead of a 3-6 type matchup. But they take shots at that. They take shots at our gym. By the way, we have an arena, not a gym. They take shots at our, 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 our arena um, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's just, you know, that's not right. And we're not scared of anybody. We're not scared of anybody, point blank period. We have home and home series scheduled with Houston, who was 127, better than ULL. Home and home series that we scheduled with Memphis, 114, better than ULL. We have a home series coming up, home and home series coming up with VCU, 25, better than ULL. To talk about us being scared of starting home and home series with people and playing people is, is crazy, it's crazy. We scheduled better teams than them based on the SEC scheduling formula. The one thing I do agree that he said is he needs to run his program and I need to run my program and we'll do what, what sees fit.
1: Becoming a bigger fan of Will Wade.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. It, how can you not? What like happens, that?
1: though, when he actually is loaded and has a pretty good team?
3: That's, yeah. That's <laughs> going to be next year. Right. That's going to be next year.
1: Uh, a couple of texts here. Bobby says, can we stop with this and just. Uh, Break down some of the NCAA first-round matchups. Put this thing to bed, wasting valuable your time,
3: <laughs> Bobby, we, uh, the whole second hour of morning drive yesterday was breaking down the bracket.
1: Uh, we will certainly get into that in parting shots. The games that you must watch and the biggest upsets, perhaps, that could take place today.
3: Sure. Have you filled out a bracket yet?
1: I'm still working on
3: it. You, you're you up against the clock, I really. I know. I
1: know. Uh, Larry says, don't know if you, this guy made your list. Top ten play-by-play guys, but how about Milo Hamilton? Correct. The Astros, he was outstanding. Yeah, I just. Once again, before Jake's time.
3: Before my time. YouTube. Yeah. We, we can't put 50 people on the top ten list, too. Yeah. Keep that in mind.
1: 888 uh, 993 Big day in postseason basketball for two of our teams. Of course, uh, you have them getting ready to square off against uh, Austin P. In the College Insiders Tournament, Lady Textures playing host to Missouri State in the WNIT. Grambling women continue to get ready for the NCAA Tournament. They will play on Friday versus Baylor. Yes, and
3: ULM Austin P tip off at 7 p.m., and Tech and Missouri State tip off at
1: 6.30 p.m. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, we're going to have a little visit with uh, Nick White, and then we'll get into some March Madness, some big games to check out later today. We're back after this.
6: your lucky week
4: at McKinney Honda's 33rd Annual Spring Open House. Here's Richie McKinney.
5: Spring is the perfect time to buy a Honda ATV or side-by-side. We're offering huge savings this week on everything at our Spring Open House. Save $1,000 on all 2017 Honda 700 and 1,000 Pioneer side-by-sides. Our Open House also offers savings on that four-wheeler you've been wanting. Save $1,000 on a 2017 Honda Rancher, Foreman and Rubicon. Register all week to win a zero turn mower. We'll have a giveaway this Saturday, St. Patrick's Day, along with free food, refreshments, and live music. You're in luck to save some green with our Spring Open House
4: event this week at McKinney Honda. Your outdoor superstore and Ruston. Honda recommends a 420 Rancher Pioneer side-by-side for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course. For your safety, read owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. You want new window
8: tinting for your car, and you're getting tax money back from Uncle Sam. Bring that combo to Magic Glass and Tint in West Monroe, and let us tint you up. Not only does professional tinting from Magic Glass keep your car cool, but it protects the interior from harmful, damaging UV rays, all at very affordable prices. Expert window tinting and accessories for your car or truck. Magic does it all. Magic Glass and Tint, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe.
0: If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit NetTech.net or call 866-668-0001 today.
8: Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
1: All right, Jake, uh, a lot of different reasons to have Nick on the show. One being uh, I rudely cut him off on Monday. You sure did. Second of all, you're under the weather. I celebrated a little bit too much yesterday, so I'm running at about 10%. So we need Nick to kind of pick up the slack for us.
3: Can he do the last 30 minutes? Yeah, there
1: you go. Nick, you got 30 minutes, man. It'll be like old times. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey,
10: Hey, see what we can do, I guess. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, uh, good, good to be with you up here and in, uh, in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, you get to go to some some places. Uh, I've always heard of Austin P. I've always said, oh, I bet. Be interesting to call a game uh, involving Austin P. <clears throat> well, I get to do it tonight, guys. Uh, first ever meeting. Get uh, called a few first uh, first matchups uh, involving ULM and. Uh, this will be the case tonight in the uh, College Insider Tournament, the CIT, uh, ULM and Austin P squaring off for the first time in school history in men's basketball.
1: All right, Nick. Uh, we were doing top ten uh, Thursday top ten play-by-play announcers of all time. I had been at number one, and then of course I had Gus Johnson. I know you're not a huge fan of Gus Johnson. Yeah, uh, who terrible, would be your top? I,
10: what were you? I mean.
1: Uh,
10: I, Wow. I mean, that's all I there, – there's just no words for that. Um, <laughs> in in no particular order. Um,
1: no order. Yeah. It's a top ten, man. You gotta, yeah, you man. But that say, is not well, like, we're going to put them in yeah. alphabetic order or
10: what? Well, that's what they did for the NCAA tournament, right, <laughs> which was horrible. <laughs> Good night. That was terrible on Sunday. I mean, yeah. I was like, what, what happened to my – sometimes, like, I get it. Like, we're in 2018. Yeah. Change happens sometimes. Yeah. But there's some things that are, like, that are just sacred, right? And, like, the revealing of the brackets, that's a sacred thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a sacred thing. Like, don't mess it up. And they messed it up. Like, that was terrible. Like, and and this is a great time. I know, obviously, work changes things. But this Thursday and Friday, sorry, I'm getting off track. I'll get back to the announcers in a moment because some of it ties back in there. But these growing up. As a kid, because I didn't get, you don't get what you got now, where you can have, you know, four games on at one time. And uh, I mean, I had I had CBS, I had KNOE growing up. I didn't have, I had four channels. I had I had the local channels, and that's it. So for me growing up, these two days, the first two days in particular, I mean, I had basketball from 11 a.m all the way and I got to stay up and watch all of it, all the way till like, you know, eleven, eleven thirty or whatever. I used to get mad whenever the news would have to cut in at like, you know, five o'clock and they have to do that and you get it back at six. But you only got the one game. And of course I can remember, you know, the the local teams playing and I'm gonna get into some of that with some of our broadcasters here, uh, in a moment because, you know, I'd have the T V down but I'd be listening to 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 our broadcasters and, and um you know, there's just some things that are sacred, and you know, I, I get it. You know, you're putting some of this stuff on True TV and TBS and TNT, but uh, still, you still have some of the stuff on, on KNOE, of course CBS. I'll be watching up here, uh, whatever their 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 KNOE version is up here, Aaron. You might need to find that out if you want some highlights tonight. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, the, the, the revealing of the brackets—that's a sacred thing. Don't mess it up don't mess with it and they did and it was terrible. All right, back to announcers. All right, here we go. So so locally um <clears throat> you know I I got to go with my mentor, no doubt, you know, obviously, you know, we we've been so blessed in our area and and obviously one retired this week or this the, this past year, you know, had did, had done so many sports for many years, kind of scaled it back to just football for the last few and then obviously just done home games and officially retired, but Frank Hoffman he uh, has so many great calls there, but, but obviously my mentor is, is Dave Nitz. Um, he, he's just so good, guys. I mean, I was listening to him the other day. I was talking with him on the phone, and I was like, Dave, you still got it, man. You still got it. Uh, he is he is just fantastic. Uh, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is, um, you know, just it's just a treasure to be able to listen to him and uh, hear him uh, paint the picture, and, and any time that, that I get to talk with him on the phone and uh visit with Dave uh I, I treasure it I really do and uh so uh I'm biased there and then uh, another one that that I grew up listening to and he's obviously passed now that I thought was just uh old school broadcaster and uh, was just so great at what he did was Jack Crystal at uh, Mississippi State uh, was just uh just tremendous so uh that's that's on the the radio side all right you guys ready on, on as far as national uh national yes. guys you ready Gus for Johnson? this? Yeah,
1: Gus. No,
10: nowhere close. No, not, not even in the stratosphere of, of these guys. Okay, and some some are some are some are no longer broadcasting. Some have passed. Um, some are still currently broadcasting. But for me, um, growing up, uh, you could, you could get St. Louis Cardinals games, uh, <clears throat> baseball. Uh, still get them, and uh, boy, Jack Buck was uh, was tremendous. I mean, boy. How, <laughs> How good was he? And then he had you know TV as well. So uh, Jack Buck was uh, was tremendous. Has anybody even talked about him yet?
1: Uh, briefly, we were, we were too caught up talking about Gus Johnson.
10: Okay, well, just, <laughs> Gus Johnson should not be in the same conversation as Jack Buck. Okay, so uh, so tremendous there. Obviously, you got to throw Vin Scully in there. Mm. Uh, just tremendous. Keith Jackson recently passed away. Um, you know, I use some of, some of uh, the the catchphrases uh in basketball in particular from from our friend Tim Brando. I mean, I think we forget how good uh Timmy B is and um, you know, you, you look at um you, you listen to some of these great calls in the NCAA tournament over over the years that are being played right now and and there's Tim. You know, he's calling those things and he's had some great football calls as well. He he is he is just ter- terrific. How about uh, longtime Lakers uh, play-by-play voice Chick Hearn?
2: Uh, Chick
10: Hearn, slam dunk. Uh, You know, know, coined the term slam dunk. Um, Of course, he he has passed on as well. How about uh, you'll hear this a couple of times tonight from me? Yes. Who said that, guys? Who said yes? Marv Albert. Marv Marv. Albert. Marv Albert. And of course, he's uh, bounced back uh, from some. some uh, you know some issues back you know a few years ago and uh, scaled back from his football but mainly does basketball now. Uh, he he is just so versatile. This guy right here, uh, Mike Tarico, I, I think he is as far as active play-by-play guys right now. He is he is the most versatile and uh, just truly he he can do studio. He can do any sport you throw at him uh, except for really baseball. I think baseball is the only one that that you really. Uh, never heard Trico, uh really, really be a part of. Uh, Keith Jackson, whoa, Nelly talked about him a couple of weeks ago. He un- unfortunately passed away. But I'm going to throw, uh, I think, the best play-by-play announcer, at least currently out there right now. And nobody talks about him because uh, it's a sport that nobody really in our area really watches, but... I'm telling you that the best play-by-play guy out there in my opinion is Doc Emrick. Um he is he is just spectacular. And and he's not just a hockey guy. He does other sports as well, but he's primor- primarily a hockey guy. I get asked all the time, you know, as far as broadcast. And radio's different from TV, but uh, in TV and hockey, you you're basically doing uh, you know, a radio style of play-by-play whenever you're doing uh, it on on tv and uh you talk about prep now you've got to be prepped up and ready to go to do hockey Uh, they're interchanging while the action is going on Uh, you're following a a little a little black puck that on on a sheet of ice that's black on a sheet of white ice and players and oh by the way foreign names and all this and that guy never misses a beat so for me uh, Doc Emmerich is uh, is the best in the business, at least currently.
1: I had him at number seven, so I thought that okay. was
10: strong. He should be number one, Aaron. Oh,
1: uh, ahead of in? Ahead of in? Oh, long pause for effect by Nick White. Uh, Nick, you still there? We lost Nick. <laughs> See, <laughs> We'll get him back here in a second. Uh, we do look forward to some college hoops, and we're going to look at uh, parting shots. We're going to go through some of the big games to look for, and, of course, an um, upset or two. Is there one game that you're eyeing right now, Jake? Oh, South Dakota State
3: Ohio State, without a doubt. By the way, Ohio State favored by eight points. I think South Dakota State's going to win that game. So if anybody's planning on going to Vegas, drop some money on that one. Get, get, get on the line.
1: Why does that game interest you so much?
3: Well, Ohio State kind of fizzled down the stretch. They're the five seed, and South Dakota State is dangerous. They've got a guy who's averaged 24 points per game. They're a very good three-point shooting team. I think they're going to outright win that game because they can score, and Ohio State just lost to Penn State twice in like the last couple weeks. So I don't think Ohio State is as strong as they were you know, a month ago when they were actually – ranked in the top 25 uh, i think they're, they're starting to fizzle they're on the downtrend and i think south dakota state's gonna beat them mm. so that's why i'm interested in that another one that i'm interested in is uh miami and loyola chicago mm. i think uh you know miami's the number six seed but they're not a very strong number six seed they're only
1: favored by two
3: they're only favored by two yeah so that that doesn't shock me just because miami they've gone four and one in their last five games but four of those games like i said yesterday were I believe it was like eight total points. Uh, so that all of those games could have went either way. So I think Loyola Chicago has a really good chance of upsetting them. I think those games are back-to-back. So those are the two that really stand out to me. But if, if you're thinking about upsets, but if you're thinking about just pure entertainment value, Davidson, Kentucky, is probably going to be the best first-round matchup of the whole tournament.
1: Wildcats favored by uh, five-and-a-half, six points versus Davidson.
3: Davidson's red hot. Uh, unfortunately for them, you know, when you get that 12 seed, you're usually facing a the five and four seeds are usually on the downtrend. Like that's why we see so many of those upsets. We see so many 12s and 11s and and, and, um, and so forth uh, advance in the, in the tournament because usually five and four seeds are on the downtrend. Kentucky's not the case. Kentucky's actually picked it up. They just won the SEC tournament. They beat a Tennessee team that I thought was going to win that tournament, a Tennessee team that I think – probably going to have the most success in this March Madness tournament. That's who I I picked to go the furthest. I still don't think any SEC team is going to make it to the Final Four, but I think Tennessee is going to get pretty dang close. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just think that, you know, Kentucky is is filling themselves right now, and so that's going to be a back-and-forth heck of a game.
1: Uh, Any chance, Stephen F. Austin versus Texas Tech?
3: I'm interested in that because – you know, Stephen F. Austin is a very good team. Yeah. They really are. I can't remember. It might have been Missouri. Uh, they played one big school like Missouri. My my is failing me right now. But I, I believe it was uh, Martin that went to their locker room after the game and said, guys, y'all are incredible. I said, I don't ever do this, but I just wanted to tell y'all that y'all are a great basketball team. We saw Stephen F. Austin beat LSU earlier this year. And, uh, you know, that, that obviously affected LSU's – um resume but i when when it happened at the time i was like this team is very very good man they're salty so they're a good team but that said i like texas tech a lot because they play defense i think you know any teams that come into march playing defense and also you know they, they get evans back who, who has been banged up it, uh, healthy evans and, and, and a team that plays defense like texas tech I, I expect them to go pretty far actually. So I think they escaped this matchup, but yes, that you know, seeing that on paper it does make you raise your eyebrows and go, Man, you know what? Stephen Up Austin might be able to pull this
1: one off. Let's take a timeout. We got Nick White back. He will join us after the break. We'll have our parting shots. Plus uh, Nick White will continue to tell us why Gus Johnson is so great. That's coming up after the break.
7: The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive, all star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at monorortho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue.
6: Gang of the Road turkey.
0: If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in ruston our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your it department visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today
8: the morning drive sponsored by bor bank of rustin now in monroe your investment property business and home loan specialist come see bor at our new location 2450 tower drive in monroe or call us at 812 bank bor We are your Monroe Banking Center, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
4: McKinney's has your four-leaf clover. It's time for the 33rd Annual Spring Open House at McKinney Honda in Ruston.
5: Luck is on your side. Now is the time to get the best deals on hustler mowers during our spring open house. We're cutting prices so you can cut your mowing time in half. This week, the 42-inch Hustler Raptor is only $25.99, plus McKinney's is offering special financing. It's 0% for 48 months to qualified buyers. Open House also brings deals throughout the store on hunting equipment, four-wheelers, and motorcycles. Be sure and register all week to win a new Hustler Raptor mower. The draw in is Saturday, March 17th, along with free food, refreshments, and live music. We'll see you this St. Patty's Day for our 33rd
4: annual spring open house. Going on now at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. Restrictions apply. See us for details. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area sunny skies with warmer temperatures than the forecast for today with high 73 degrees. Increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of rain on tonight with a low 57. Cloudy skies with the 50% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high 78 degrees.
8: Good morning, Louisiana. This is the morning drive. This hour, is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Going to the court with Archie Diacono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins and... for the championship.
4: Oh! Oh! The, the national champions. With Jenkins hitting the winner at the buzzer. Jim, they're going to check it. I thought it was good live, but how about a counter! Double order sauteed, if it's good.
8: Well, they're going to check the clock. If there's any time, and boy, they've got a problem on their hands if they do. <laughs> because the streamers, the confetti, they would have to clear it. Watch this. And the recognition of Arch finding Jenkins. Miscommunication it's by North Carolina. It's long. out, no, it's, it's, good. it's good. all the way.
4: How? The
8: officials on the far side have already walked away now after seeing it.
4: Ooh, a national championship buzzer beater for the title.
1: Ooh, that should get you fired up as we look forward to March Madness NCAA tournament officially tipping off later today. We got a rudely interrupted uh, Nick White joins us back on the Stuart Shelby State from Hotline. What up, bud? Sorry about that. Second time? Hey, it's okay. Uh, I don't know
10: what happened. That
1: old in called me. I cut him off earlier in the week. This time he got his revenge. He just basically hung up on us.
10: Well, I, I don't know. I told Tabor, call, call me on the hotel landline cell, cell service up here in uh, northern Tennessee. has been uh, up and down. And, uh, well, I guess the landline service is a little up and down as well. So, uh, all right, third time's a charm. Hopefully we'll stay connected this time. So, so we're, on, we're on play-by-play for a moment. And uh, this, this was an interesting story. This happened uh, this past weekend. Um, my wife and my oldest son Brian, they came down to New Orleans uh later in the week, uh after ULM one on Wednesday. Um that was kind of the plan and uh they they came down and uh, you know, spent the, the rest on Friday and uh you know, we're gonna spend the rest of the weekend down there uh with me, uh, for the tournament and then obviously, you know, spend some time in, in New Orleans. So uh in the hotel they have the, um, some hotels, you know, Aaron and, and Jake, they have the uh, the little, kind of like the little reading lights, kind of up on the, the upper corners of the bed, you know what I'm talking about, where they can flip those on. Well, I guess they can kind of look like a microphone. Well, all of a sudden, my, my son Brian, he'll be seven, uh, he's six in July, he hops up there and starts using it like a microphone and starts calling, starts, you know, acting like he's, he's, you know, an announcer like that. It, well, of course, my heart swell with pride whenever he started doing that. But then my wife was like, "Well, he's making up his own, you know, game and acting like he's, you know, playing and and calling the game." And I s you know, and after tw- you know, nearly twelve years of marriage, you still find find new things out about each other. And uh, I said, "Well, well, babe, that's what I used to do." And she was like, "What?" I was like, "Well, yeah." I said, "You know, I was the baby in my family, and there was a lot of age gap between my two brothers." So, and, and I lived out, you know, in the uh, in the backwoods of, of Farmville, more appropriately in the, the Nippentuck community. So uh, it, it wasn't like you know we'd go around the neighborhood kids and, and all you know get get a game of football together. I played by myself. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I used to be the quarterback and the receiver and, and the broadcaster. So I would I would I would drop back. I would I would call the play. I would throw the pass. I would catch it. Uh, to myself, and and I would call myself uh, scoring the touchdown, or, you know, I would um, I would act like I was you know a number of of any of these guys that I just mentioned, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm dribbling and I'm I'm pulling up from 15 feet and I'm hitting the game winner, or, you know, I'm, I'm working from the stretch and I'd set up you know a little little pitching operation with a mound and a, a tarp and a tire and act like I'm you know three-two count in the bottom of the ninth of the world series and you know this is to win the world series and i was like that, that's what i was doing as a kid and so uh you know that that's that's what you do whenever you listen to these guys and uh they all had a had a mark on uh what what i get to do in my career the only thing i did uh kind of tell my wife i said uh you know if brian does want to be a broadcaster uh I'd really kind of steer him away from it because the money's getting terrible in this job, so uh, he probably probably need to go somewhere else, uh, unless you want to go uh, TV and uh, try to try to do it that route. So uh, anyway, that was that was a cool, yeah, cool cool little father moment for me
1: this weekend. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, certainly, we'll be listening tonight against uh, Austin Peay. Just give us a little scouting report and what you anticipate tonight.
10: Uh, it's going to be interesting. Don't know a lot about them. I've kind of tried to study up on them. I know they have a Grambling transfer and uh, Avery. I believe you say his last name, uh, Ugba, um, and he's he's one of their leading scorers. Uh, he's a graduate transfer. Uh, they only have eleven guys in their roster. Compared to most teams, that's a small roster. First year head coach, Matt Figger, uh he came from, from South Carolina, completely new staff. Um, they finished third in the O V C. Um, you know, just just visiting with Coach Reshar briefly and I'll I'll talk with him more here in a little bit, going to shoot around and and try to you know get some more information on them. They they seem to be very good in the post. Um, they have not been a very good basketball program historically. So this turnaround for them uh, is going to be um, is, is pretty big. And you know it, it's all about motivation whenever you get into these tournaments. And, and I think every team that goes into a CBI or a CIT, unlike maybe the NIT, sometimes you, you, I, I think every single team in that tournament is motivated. I think they, they wouldn't have accepted the bid if they weren't motivated and wanted to continue to play. I mean, you have to accept the bid to go and do that. And uh, they've had a lot of time. They knew they were hosting this game for, for over a week now. And uh, as as I understand it, uh, they have marketed the heck out of this game. Um, I've seen, followed them on Twitter this week. They're supposedly going to have a lot of students involved there. They're supposed to have a, a, a pretty big crowd uh, I think it seats uh, just under 8,000. I don't think they're going to have a sellout. I'm not saying that, but I'm expecting them to have, you know, may- maybe four to 5,000 there tonight. And uh, I think it's going to be a tough atmosphere. And um, they- they've the Warhawks have faced a tough atmosphere a couple of times this year, TCU, SMU, Georgia Southern, and a few other places. So it uh, should be fun.
0: Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at espn977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.
8: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
2: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.